0: Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike.
1: Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, I I would like to acknowledge for our YouTube viewers that uh, we do seem to be close to the same lighting level today. Yes. That's exciting.
0: We're we're both equally pale
1: pale very very pale people
0: yeah we are the palest people today yesterday was the first day of spring and thank goodness if we'd got any paler we'd be transparent (laughs)
1: right
0: yeah Yeah. i'd just be see-through at this point
1: you're not wrong um hey i'm gonna interview you today that's that's what i think is about to happen
0: good thing i showed
1: up i i am glad you showed up this would be pretty boring if it was me monologuing uh as syndrome says in uh the incredibles pixar's greatest film oh yeah anyway by by far yeah do you agree oh you make you just made my day
0: oh yeah definitely the top three (laughs) movies of all time (laughs) yeah yeah the the kids the character development uh the middle class structure of the superhero life yeah exactly yeah when when brad bird was pitch, pitching the movie uh the scene where the mom puts on the elastic suit uh, uniform yeah. and then kind of checks out her butt
1: right you know,
0: see how things are going since you know after the two kids right yeah. that was he he created that clip showed that clip and said this is the movie huh You know, it's about normal people with superpowers, but they're just having the same thoughts. Everybody else on the play.
1: He nailed it, didn't he? Uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he said, just based on that clip, he was able to sell the film.
1: Oh, he's so right. And I love, you know, uh, Pixar is good for this, but The Incredibles, The Incredibles, especially is not a word or note in the soundtrack wasted. Every single scene, every angle, every line of the script it's just exactly on purpose and and achieves the mission of the movie i just love it but um hey i'm monologuing i'm going to stop doing that and bring us back to the interview portion of our uh little uh podcast here uh we are in the middle of a series we have uh i guess it's really five episodes but we we are covering four bullets about this idea of a culture that gets both relationship and results we're, we're getting both of those things. And so, you know, we've, we've got four things that will help you get there. We've already talked about culture trickling downhill. We've talked about starting with why. And today we're covering clarity is kindness. And the reason I'm interviewing you is because you're the one who introduced me to this phrase, clarity is kindness. I I will tell you, Mike, I like immediately believed in it, kind of like uh, our connection over Pixar. As soon as you said it, I was like, yes, that is the issue. Because I have people all the time, you know, that will say early on in our relationship, you know, well, you know, I tried to have a Mark Ramsey meeting. You know, I tried to be nice. And I'll say, whoa, 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 stop, stop right now. Because I have never once told you be nice. Um, In fact, I'm kind of against niceness as a, as a virtue. It's not like, it's not in the Bible, you know, like I'm a Christian and there's the whole passage in Galatians about the fruit of the spirit and niceness is not a fruit of the spirit. Kindness is. Kindness right. is. So I'm a big believer in this, this kindness thing. Um, why, why, let's just start here. What's the difference between going in and having a clarifying conversation with somebody um, or a clarifying meeting even with a team and coaching, as you and I have talked about it many times on this podcast. What's the difference?
0: Well, I think one of the things that we, we, we think about when we th- as we've talked about with coaching is the fact that, that coaching can just be a wide open conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, one of our favorite coaching question is, "What's on your mind?" <laughs> right. And then we follow that up after that discussion of, "And what else?" And yeah. and it takes us in all sorts of neat directions, and sometimes uncovers pain and obstacles and opportunities that we didn't even know existed. Right. Um, with this type of conversation, uh, you know, it can still be a coaching style conversation, but we do have a specific topic. And we do have a specific area to be addressed.
1: And when you say coaching style, you mean um, it could be a dialogue. It could be, I've got questions, you've got questions, let's talk this out.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah. it should be a conversation. And so instead of a a pure tell, uh, right, we want to talk about it, get it on the table. And as uh, one of our favorite authors and researchers, Brene Brown, talks about, uh, she calls these tough conversations where you're you're talking about a topic that might it might not be it might not be pleasant it might not be something that that everybody's comfortable talking about. It uh, she calls it a rumble, uh, and so uh, yeah, the, the, we're we're going to rumble a bit. You you call it wrestling. <laughs> so, yes, I do. <laughs> so rumbling, wrestling, tough conversation, uh, and I think that yeah, the key here is it is a conversation. Uh, even though there's a specific topic, there's something specifically that we want to put on the table and we want to address.
1: yeah, that's a that's a, a great point. And um, i'm I'm reminded of uh, Socrates, you know, uh, there's there is an ancient Greek connection. There always is, Mike. Uh, the connection here is that Socrates asked questions, lots of questions, according to Plato's dialogues that he recorded about Socrates. And um, I mean, people got ticked off. They were painful conversations. People would storm off, get angry. Um, eventually they did kill Socrates. I mean, it's, you know, like he was executed. Um, but, uh, but, but the idea of, um, I'm asking you these questions. I'm going to this difficult area because I want you to learn. I am trying to teach. And uh, we have, uh, 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 can, can we go ahead and say this? We have an upcoming episode. Should we, should we mention it? Oh, it's huge. It's, it's gigantic. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, a man intimately connected with coach John Wooden, the famous UCLA basketball coach um, and, and leadership expert, frankly, you know, we, people are still basing uh, their, their uh, leadership development on his work. And he always said that, you know, I'm not a coach, I'm a teacher. And, um, Now he had very difficult conversations with his team. He would, you know, uh he he was he pressed, uh, but the whole point was I want you to grow. So yeah, I'm a big fan of wrestle and grow, and I'm a big fan of these conversations as painful as they are. Um so so okay, you you mentioned Brene Brown. Um go ahead and lay it on me, Mike, because I I don't know if I've actually talked to you about this, but I don't totally get Brene Brown like I know everybody else does and I bet I'd have a good (laughs) I'd have a great dinner conversation with her I'm sure but I don't totally get um, her sort of vulnerability approach but could you give us some of some of her wisdom on um, how how you go about having a rumble
0: (laughs) well and and I'm gonna tell you too right her first book is a slog is (laughs) it <laughs> it, it's yeah. I've had people just lay on the floor crying, trying to figure out you know how can I get through this next chapter, and, and it's yeah. Some of her podcasts are easier, and her her, her, her yeah. subsequent books are better. Uh, everything in there is worthwhile, uh, but yeah, I I found myself reading it two or three four times, trying to figure out what is she talking about, <laughs> how does it relate to me, uh, but but yeah. So uh, don't feel bad at all. Okay, uh, all right. The other point before we jump into that is you're the only person that I ever talked to that ever says the sentence, well, that reminds me of Socrates.
1: Stop. <laughs>
0: just just <laughs> gonna throw that out there. And then the last thing before we, we dive in deeper into this is the simplest way to think about that is that that old adage, you know, a friend will tell you uh, what you want to hear. A great friend yeah, tell you what you need to hear. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, and I've heard it said a great friend will tell you the truth.
1: Well, it, and I have to throw in before you get going here on Brene Brown's bullet points that, uh, you know, there's a proverb, uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Um, and then the, the backside of that proverb is, but many are the kisses of an enemy. You know, that, like you could, you know, you could be an accidental enemy, like telling somebody just what they want to hear, being nice to them never challenging them and man you might as well be an enemy you know th- those kisses are hurting that person cut them
0: <laughs> oh yeah <Cut> <laughs> and we know where those kisses are being placed <laughs> right <laughs> there's that yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah. afterwards you have to go to hr you have to watch a video yeah. sign some there's papers. a whole thing <laughs> yeah there's a it goes in your permanent record <laughs> right. from school the uh so, yeah, one of the things that, that Brene Brown talks about is, is, is the consequences of avoiding the tough conversation, right? She calls it, she calls it tapping out, uh, you know, so you mm. tap out of the rumble uh, before you get to the uncomfortable part. Ooh, yeah. and, and she talks about there's, there's three things that, that are a result of that. If you tap out, uh, diminishing trust and engagement. Uh, hmm. so if if you're if you're not telling me what I need to hear, you're not telling me the full truth, even. Oh, I uh, see. then then, yeah, and I find out later that that you you know you had this thought about me or the situation and you didn't share it, uh, then, yeah, what else aren't you telling me? Right. And, and that right. raises questions. Uh, one of the things she talks about is, and we've talked about this on our podcast, is, Increasing uh, problematic behavior and more specifically, passive aggressive behavior. Mm. So if we're not talking about the, you know, the, as they call it, the, the proverbial elephant in the room, right. not talking about the important stuff, the big issues, all that good stuff, uh, then uh, there'll be all these meetings or right. We call it the meeting after the meeting yeah. uh, where people are talking about the real stuff. They're just not doing it in the formal setting or in the meeting that you've called.
1: And probably taking it to the most negative uh, version of that event of that elephant possible. Oh, the, definitely. You
0: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nobody there to to present the other side or the other point of view. Yeah, and so yeah, it spins into this spiral of negativity that that yeah just you know makes the problem worse. And then all of a sudden, it goes back to that lack of engagement. And so people aren't performing at their best, and we may not even know why because we don't know that some of these conversations are taking place. Mm-hmm. The uh, and last, she talks about you know what, what we always talk about with coaching, right? We're trying to maximize potential, maximize performance, and that uh, you decrease performance, and the reason is there's a there's a lack of clarity, and, and there's a lack of shared purpose uh so so if i'm not ex- you know we've talked about this so many times if i'm not completely clear on where it is we're supposed to go and what i'm supposed to do to help us get there i'm gonna do some stuff mm. uh, right we're i'm always doing something 24 hours you know 24 hours a day every moment in my life i'm doing something but am i doing the thing that's most effective to get us to the goal
1: yeah and,
0: and if there's right. a lack of clarity i'll i'll throw some i'll you know, throw some efforts in different places might not be exactly what we need to get us there.
1: Yeah, and that, uh, that would take a conversation, wouldn't it? Like, it, it couldn't just be me spouting off to my direct report, like, here's where you screwed up, I need you to get back on course. That person's gonna have questions about that role, that direction, that purpose. Uh, and you'd at the very least want to confirm that they understood what you were trying to say to him. So it really would have to be a conversation. You couldn't get away with this being just a, you know, God forbid, just a, you know, an email, (laughs) you know, something, something that basic.
0: Well, and we talk about, you know, the most, one of the most common things is, you know, people getting to work on time. And and so, you you know, you tell the, you know, the the employee, all right, you, you know, we start at eight, eight is when we start. It's very clear. Yeah. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then, then a conversation about the why, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's talk about, okay, so what is it that, that happens when we're not here on time mm-hmm. and here is the, and you lay it out, walk them through and have them even walk themselves through, uh, here's the whole series of unfortunate events that occur. Uh, you know, this customer's expectation is here and this is here and we can't start this until this happens. And. The whole system is now in a in a in a jumble, uh, just because of that 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 simple you know mistake of coming in uh, when it's not the the time that we've discussed.
1: And and that's why these uh, <coughs> these four bullet points uh, for culture that gets results in relationships are kind of in order. You start with the why. That was our last episode, um, and uh, and and hopefully that's something that's been covered so that you don't have an issue like this. But you're going to have issues like this. There are going to be these uh, things that come up where there's a lack of clarity. Providing clarity is kindness.
0: well, and and you you get into through a good conversation, you you may uncover something. we We all see the world yeah. through our through our own lens, our own experiences, our own our own lives. And you, know, I've heard managers say this, you know staying with our example. all right. You keep showing up about ten minutes late. What I'd like for you to do is set your alarm clock 15 minutes earlier and that should solve the problem.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, and I feel like, yeah, look, at I'm it. a problem solver. That's what I do. And then, but that assumes that everything in their life is like everything in your life. Right. But if the person I'm talking to is a single parent, and they have to drop their kid off at the daycare, but the daycare doesn't accept kids until a certain right. time. They won't take them before a certain time, and it's this far across town, and there's nobody else to do this. I'm I'm one I'm one traffic light one one slow slow block away from being late. Yeah, and so even if I set my alarm clock fifteen minutes earlier, as you wonderfully suggested, uh, it would do absolutely nothing to solve the problem. Yeah, and so so. Yeah, we, we know if we're clear on what we want, right, there, there sometimes needs to be a conversation to understand why is it not happening?
1: Well, I'm, I'm sort of getting a list in my head now of, you know, uh, a, a series of things you have to cover, uh, not necessarily in this one conversation, but, you know, have you communicated the expectation? What is it? Why is it an expectation? You know, that what, what makes this an important thing? And then what don't I know? Um, you know, there, there may be more to the story, right? And and I have a, I, I think I brought this up on a, a previous episode, but I have a, a client a long time ago that I worked with that, um, they had an employee who wasn't sitting at his desk at uh, 9 a.m. and he was also observed on the uh, parking lot walking around on his cell phone, and what. Feedback he received, and it was very informal. There was nothing, you know, nothing more than a passing mention of somebody who wasn't even his boss, but they said, Hey, management team thinks you're lazy. You need to pick up the pace, find a different gear if you're going to work here. And, you know, he literally did not even know what they were talking about because he didn't know that 9 a.m. was such a stickler point for them. Well, the guy was an internet manager. It's just possible that at a car dealership, There might have been a reason he was on the lot at 9 a.m., on his cell phone at 9 a.m., and not at his desk. It would have been a very normal thing (laughs) to have happen for that role. But nobody asked him. They just told him a thing. And then, okay, message delivered. Moving on. It would have been a lot better if it had been a conversation to find out what is going on here. There's got to be more to this story. You're not meeting an expectation. That was true. But what's the reason behind it?
0: Right. And is the is that expectation valid for that particular employee? Sure. Uh, sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Had, had the same thing. I had a, a, a person and they were responding to internet inquiries. And, and of course, you know, they didn't respond overnight. So in the morning there was a ton of people waiting for, for answers. Well, in this particular store, all the all the sales team members got together and they went out and, and made sure all the inventory was was right. And I was talking to the manager the manager was, was, was trying to figure out how and when to fire, uh, this person, because every time he went to them and said, Hey, we're all going out to do this, um, this person never participated. They weren't, a, <laughs> they weren't a team player. They weren't, you know, they weren't helping us achieve our goals. They weren't, you know, they weren't you know, participating in some of the yucky stuff that had to be done and right. make things successful. Right. And and he'd never asked him like so, so. If you can't do this, what are you doing right now?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, there's 45 people who've asked a, asked a question about our product, <laughs> and I'm trying <laughs> to get them answers. As I thought, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There may not be any customers we you know in the building, um, but there's a ton of customers on this interweb thing, and, and I think if we answered their questions, they'd come in and buy some stuff. <laughs> dare I say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy thought that I had. So yeah, what, what looked like non-participation and, it you know, was actually right. The, the completion of the ultimate task, which was Mm -hmm. to create sales. And so yeah, yeah. The, the clarity of of just discovering what is this person doing? Yeah. Uh, Right. And there, again, you know, we, we talked about this, People tend to assume the negative, right? Uh, so, so the manager never thought, okay, this person refuses to participate in this team task. I'm sure they're doing something very positive mm-hmm. and inspirational for the company. Nope, nope. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was not the thought, right? It was, he's lazy, he's worthless. He doesn't want to play. He's probably on eBay buying ceramic pigs, you know, something, <laughs> something non-productive is going on.
1: Oh, I love it. Um, well, th- this is this is helpful stuff because um, really, for me, I think it's reminding me of a whole mindset behind this conversation, which is, I am here to help this person. you know this is this is not an adversary that I need to go to war with and win this argument. This is an ally. This is a teammate. This is somebody that, you know, if I'm their manager, I'm supposed to be caring for. And so, one of the ways I'm going to care for them is to have this conversation and make sure they know the expectation, understand why it's important. And then we talk through like what, what might be going on here to, to explain why they're not meeting the expectation. Maybe I need to learn, right? Maybe, maybe it's something I can do to help them meet that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do we,
0: do we have school. an organization that has rules and, and norms and mores that are no longer applicable
1: Right. Um,
0: and we may discover that. Yeah, yeah, everybody needs to be here at this certain time. Why? Yeah. You know, what if what if we staggered it and did this? And so some people, you know, there's 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 a ton of, of other solutions. Great um, point. And it it kind of reminds me of one of the adages that the, the, the I talked to the, the the leaders I work with about is that if you ultimately right have to part company with somebody, we have to fire them. That that person should never be surprised. Right. Uh, that we have had such clear and, and 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 difficult conversations leading up to that that if if it does come to that point, when we go to have that final meeting, that we sit down and the employee looks at you and goes, "I know." <laughs> yeah, I, I already packed up my stuff. Uh, you know, because we were right. so clear. Yeah. In our expectations and 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 giving feedback when it wasn't meeting expectations, that the person knows that, yeah, this isn't a good fit for me and for you and for the organization, yeah. and it's time to part company. Yeah. But no one should ever look at you and go, "I had no idea that you felt this way, or I had no right. idea that that I wasn't perceived as part of the team or right right that is that is the unkindest thing of all
1: uh, yeah to do to someone and if you're seeing that in your organization this podcast is for you this is a game changer uh so um i guess is that it mike is, anything else you want to uh, bring up as we wrap this up
0: no i think uh, i think we covered it pretty well and um, the last thing uh, Brene brown uh,
1: you know says is that uh
0: she came across this uh, as part of a twelve-step program, mm. and so apparently, clear as kind, unclear is unkind, is 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 part of that. Uh, one of the most powerful behavioral change programs uh, on yeah. the planet, right? And so uh, I found that found that interesting. That, that yeah, it's it's biblical in nature. It's part of twelve-step. Uh, yeah. it should be part of um, your leadership.
1: Yeah. Amen to that. Humanity 101. Love it. Um, Okay. Well, with that being said, a man who has given both of us clarity uh, on many occasions, um, kindly, I mean, mostly kindly, you know, I mean, or well, uh, okay. Anyway, John Wolfe, take it away. Love that guy.
0: So go ahead and tweet that or share it any other way you want. As always, there are no rights reserved, no trademarks, no copyrights. Share it if you want to. And join us next time on It
1: Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.